we're going to throw the mic down to Houston with our uh, the Rockets' newly acquired uh, forward, Dylan Brooks. Quote, I know every single night guys are thinking of me. It's in their mind before the game even starts. End quote. Probably think about how stupid that haircut is. Probably not not much other than that. I'm, I'm going to read that first part again. I know every single night That's... guys are thinking about me. That's Good awesome. for him, man. Yeah, Good I mean, for yeah. him. Cause we way too high for you. Tripping like we got too much on. Don't think I love it for us. Cause we stay in all night long. Yo, we walk in the club. You better believe we know what's up. Got these girls a little trance. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another rendition of the Bros and the Berg podcast. We thank you for joining on whatever platform you do get your podcast. I obviously am your co-host, Ryan Doyle, joined, as always, by my other co-host, Robbie Bergstone. And we are managed and wrangled by the executive producer down there, the other redhead, less attractive one, you know, details. But uh, he does and makes everything everything possible for this podcast so you know we wouldn't we wouldn't be here without him gentlemen it is uh 9 p.m eastern standard time july 9th 2023 and we have an absolute banger of a show for y'all today action packed strap in because uh we're locked in i've been locked in been waiting on robbie for about an hour um Definitely, definitely wasn't the one that was late. Yeah, definitely, not, definitely not you. You were definitely. on time. Would never. Ryan's always on time. Ryan wrote, Ryan wrote the whole outline and gave us all, yeah, yeah. all of our lines. He gives mm-hmm. a script ahead of time. Has been waiting. It's crazy. On it person- My back is falling apart. It personally yeah. offends him to be late, so he's made it like yeah, a life goal to never be late to anything, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going on my uh, tombstone actually. <laughs> yeah, good call. Never late. <laughs> never late. So um, to kick off this episode, uh, right now we are kind of in the dead season of sports. Uh, there's no basketball. There's no football. Uh, there is baseball, but it's regular season Man, baseball. baseball. <laughs> Disrespect to the summer league too. Come you're right. You're, that's that's true. Yo, Sorry, there's basketball. Fucking mild from the field. <laughs> um, but Brandon Miller looks terrible. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to yeah, that we'll get... and more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically we've we've kind of introduced a few new segments and we're going to continue that this week. But I thought we'd start off the episode on kind of a positive note um, and as opposed to this, this is an opinion based thing, but it's not really like a like a take thing. Uh, this is purely uh, we're going to list our four favorite athletes of all time. Uh, so like I said, these, these are personal choices. Um, and Robbie, I, I want to start with you, man. Give me give me one of your uh, four favorite athletes of all time. We'll, we'll go with my first one that I wrote down on my list. Um, mm. It's the first play I really remember watching play football. Yep. And the first person I was like watching him play football, I was like, wow, like this dude is just different. Um, that's going to be Reggie Bush. Oh. At USC, that man was nuts. He was the best player on every field he stepped on in college. And mm-hmm. he was the reason I got into football. I grew up a USC fan too, so it kind of lines up with that. But I'm going I'm to go Reggie Bush for the first one. I like that pick. Uh, 
I'll, I'll, I'll take the uh, the second go of it. This guy actually used to be my favorite player of all time. Uh, spoiler alert, I, I grew up playing basketball, and basketball has been the most important sport in my life. Uh, and so, therefore, unfortunately, all these four guys are basketball players. Uh, but that's just because that's the sport I've loved the most uh, growing up. I do have some honorable mentions that aren't basketball. But the guy that used to be my favorite player of all time, kind of a strange pick, Andre Iguodala. Used to be my favorite player of all time. It's actually it's still in my top four favorite of all time. I just thought, I always thought the way that he played was very smooth. Uh, I really, uh, a lot of the time, I'll, I watched his tape on like when he was with the 76ers. Uh, and obviously he was integral to that Warriors team. Uh, just with a defensive presence. Uh, just a really good on both sides of the ball. And had a good prime. And I always thought of him as kind of an underrated player. And like I said, when I was young, he was my favorite player. Uh, and I just liked the way he played. Ryan, I love what do you got? Thank you, yeah. thank you for the personal um, rundown for that. Of course. Uh, McDonald's forgot my fucking 10 piece, so I'm actually livid. Thank God I have the yeah, uh, quarter of Ryan options. has to end the podcast and go back to McDonald's real quick. We're, we're I have a quote bone to fucking pick, but <laughs> podcast is, is what takes part. Yeah. It's clearly yeah. ever, I think, an easy pick for a, for a, I think I'm probably yoinking one of Connors. Um, growing up in the Dallas Fort Worth area, a uh, a man synonymous with Dallas sports loyalty took his team to two NBA finals. Finally got that that one in 2011. Um, that man's going to be Dirk Nowitzki, the the tall German. Um, and when you think of Dallas sports, it it is Dirk is on the Mount Rushmore of Dallas sports, well loved by the community. Um, obviously, like Hall of Fame player, top 25 all time, just a standout guy. Great pick. That's a fantastic pick. Good pick. Robbie, back to you. Um, I'm going to take a, a local guy for me. Um, I think I think he's the greatest Panther of all time. He's one of the best personalities to ever grace the NFL. Um, that's going to be Steve Smith. Mm. Steve Smith in his prime was the man. Ice up, son. Hey, get him a in problem, a, in so to speak. He's a problem, and he's a great personality. He was a great Carolina Panther, so I'm going to go with Steve Smith. Great pick. Um, for my second pick and third on my list, I'm, I'm going in reverse order uh, from from bottom to top for me for the top four. Uh, my my second pick or third on my list, uh, someone who I more so watched towards the the end of his career, um, but someone that uh, that I always admired, especially in terms of this play style, because because I, I, I kind of tried to model that. Um, Mr. Fundamental Tim Duncan of the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, obviously, in my opinion, the great, I think in most people's opinion, the greatest power forward of all time. I know he played centered a lot, so there's kind of a debate there. Uh, for me, greatest power forward of all time, uh, I just, obviously, the the shut up and play method was always my preferred method. I was never huge into the trash talk or whatever, and so I always respected Tim Duncan for being able to succeed at a game. Uh, just in, like I said, Mr. Fundamental, just in the most, this is what you do kind of, kind of way possible, and uh, I always loved Tim Duncan for that. The great pick. Great pick. Even, though he, uh, even though he did compete for the Spurs, obviously a pretty uh, yeah. rival for our hometown team. And still to be on the Mount Rushmore, your favorite player that I think speaks magnitude to the to the dude he was. The only, uh, the only technical foul he ever received was on the bench. Um, and that was because he was yeah. laughing at a call that yeah, a ref made. Was fucking his so it was Scott Foster, wasn't it? Scott Crawford. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joey Crawford. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was one of those really Joey problematic Cl- refs. Yeah, yeah. Crawford. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hysterical. Uh, my number two guy is a uh, dude I loved growing up and watching. Um, you know, he was a, uh, when I was an Oklahoma State fan growing up because both of our parents went there. Um, you know, led that team to probably one of the most successful seasons Oklahoma State ever had. 
then played for our hometown team. Bit of a jackass, you know, got got in trouble some. Um, I think, you know, one point top top three NFL wide receiver. I mean, he the dude was a problem with the Cowboys. Connor knows where I'm going <laughs> with this. It'll be Des Bryant. Uh, mm-hmm. Cowboy in college, Cowboy in the pros. He caught the ball. Was... He caught the ball. Say, say it for the people in the back. <laughs> he say caught the, the ball. The Man is a problem. Man yeah. is always entertaining, was in the news even after he got like, out of the league. I mean, you know, he, he, he's... He was influential to like growing up and everything. So I, I got to put Des on that list. I had a lot of kids in high school um, that that I knew that he actually does a lot of time. He's still in the area and he actually plays basketball at a lifetime mm-hmm. fitness yeah. near us. And a lot of kids in high school played basketball with him, which was kind of funny. I never ended up doing it, but I just knew a lot of people who did. Robbie, your next yep. pick. Um, for my next pick, I'm going to go to the sport that I probably enjoy playing the most currently. It's really the only sport that I consistently play. Um, I showed up these two guys actually not too long ago in this specific sport. Very true. Um, it's, it's the man that probably got most people into golf, uh, Tiger Woods. Mm. There's just something about watching Tiger Woods play golf, even if he's not at the top of his game, but he is the greatest golfer of all time. The most influential golfer of all time. And I think he's, he's the person who got almost everyone into golf. Yeah. It's a great pick. Uh, my Tiger thir- is way more of the most influential golfer of all time than he is a goat of all time. Like the the I can see golfer. that. Y'all got to watch the HBO documentary on Tiger. It You're was right, really good. And very interesting. It'd be good for you, Connor. It'd mm-hmm. Catch you up on some some history. No, I understand. My third pick and second on my list. Uh, another one that I think people are gonna find kind of interesting. A few of these picks are kind of just like people that I, I really enjoyed watching. Um, this guy, unfortunately, his career was played by injury, but I I truly believe this. I believe if he didn't have all the injuries that he had, I think he would be in the discussion of the top ten best NBA players of all time. Tracy McGrady. I think Tracy McGrady, it, it just in terms of the way that he played, uh, obviously the 13 points in 33 seconds is is iconic, and nobody's ever topped that to this day. Uh, but Tracy McGrady, in terms of the way he played, he was freakishly athletic. He was a good shooter. He was a pretty good defender. Uh, but his career was played with injuries, and he, and he never got to the potential that, that I think a lot of people thought he could. And like I said, I, I have the utmost praise for him. I legitimately think he could be in that conversation if he didn't have those injuries. Uh, but yeah, Tracy McGrady is my uh, third pick there. That's a good pick. Um, Connor is picking basketball players mm-hmm. from rival teams, and I actually find <laughs> yeah, it really that's, amusing. That's true, actually. He's gotten, well, he was on a few. <laughs> hey, Tracy was he's on still, a few different teams. Doesn't, he still doesn't have a Mav, by the way. It might be coming. Yeah. He's two other Texas mm-hmm. teams. He's not have a Mav yet. You're right. Oh, I, I took the number one Mav. You I did. Mean, it's, it's, yeah. And it's super early in, in my third player's career. Um, oh. It has not, hit his, has not hit his prime yet. Is him. I mean, he he is is physically him, um, top five player in the NBA currently. We get to see him hopefully for another ten to fifteen years playing at the at this level of play, and he's really exciting to watch. But already, I'm going to be putting Luka Doncic on my on my Mount Rushmore of favorite athletes all time. L take. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> You're an L person. Ryan, Ryan, uh, Ryan yeah, is yeah, just yeah. me writing the map. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm, just <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> I I got to the dude Great is plan. like revital. You know, everyone wasn't sure who's was going to be taking the reins on the Mavs after Dirk retired. Um, there's definitely a couple like a season of just like, yeah, what are, what are we going to have? Um, and to get to get the next white dude, the white European, the pond yeah. in, 
be yeah. like, oh shit, we're picking up right where we left off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just slightly shorter. With with my with my last face of my Mount Rushmore, I'm gonna take my my first basketball player. I've taken a lot of basketball players mm, so far in this. True. Um, I'm gonna take he's he's the greatest Charlotte Hornet since the team came back from uh, not being existing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he had one of the greatest runs in college basketball history. Mm. Absolutely willed the UConn Huskies to a championship. One of the most memorable shots in all of college basketball history. No matter how bad the Hornets were, he was still there playing hard. Somehow got a team to the playoffs. Don't really know how, but that's going to be Kimball Walker. Cardiac Kemba. Cardiac Kemba. That, that Kemba UConn run crazy it's is a top 10 i think like north american like cinderella story maybe yeah. top five i mean it's it's truly unbelievable like going back and, and seeing the, all that the step back that he hits in the big east tournament is probably one of the most iconic basketball shots in, at least yeah. in college basketball maybe the most maybe chris jenkins game winner but like other than that how many feet slash inches do you think he covered in that set? Because it's outrageous how far he reaches that left he foot back. So like, far back. Yeah, I'm exactly. sure there's like a sports science out there yeah. somewhere on how far he actually went back. Also, I mean, a lot, a lot of these uh, these moments are enhanced by great commentary calls, and I think that that was one of them. I mean, the cardiac Kemba call. Kemba, and, step back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's great. Uh, that's a great pick. Yeah, Kemba Walker, I mean, unfortunately, has has dipped, obviously, a little bit in the, in, in the last few years. His um, knees just didn't hold yeah. up, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, my last pick, uh, unfortunately, someone that is that has already been mentioned, uh, the man that brought me the only championship that I've seen in my lifetime uh, in 2011. It has to be Dirk Nowitzki. Um, like like Ryan said, stand up guy, obviously incredibly skilled. I think, you know, uh, second, third greatest power forward of all time um, and just have so much respect for that man. And, and especially, you know, the way the way that he was an athlete, but also the way that, w- that he was a person and built kind of the community around Dallas. Uh, and, and all that. So, yeah, tons of respect for Dirk. Uh, and he's my favorite athlete of all time. My last pick is a guy that was pretty influential for me for growing up playing baseball. Um, I actually got to meet the man in person, and he autographed a ball for me at a wing stop on a random Super Bowl yeah, Sunday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most, like, most, like, random thing ever in my life. Um, this guy he goes by the name of Josh Hamilton. Um, he was an absolute stud for the Rangers for a period mm-hmm. of time. I'm right at like You're like my a skier, team. from what I heard. Interesting, <laughs> I did not. Oh, 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 <laughs> my bad. Yeah. He unfortunately did enjoy it. Did partake in hitting the slopes. Um, derailed what I think talent wise was a Hall of Fame career. To yeah. be honest, um, all the drug use and like alcoholism like really like affected his body. Um, even with that happening, he was an MVP, three-time silver, silver slugger, like Will the Rangers to a couple of World Series, uh, batting title, five-time All-Star, and was like in and out of the league with injuries and all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Most memorable sports moment for me, for him, is his home run derby first round um, in the season before the new Yankee Stadium was put in. It was the last All-Star game. It was in the old Yankee Stadium. Dude, I think he launched like 30 home runs in the first round of the home run derby. Yeah. He ended up losing he the lost home run derby because like the like the like the setting that they had. It was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in sports. Wild. Um I have his rookie card, I have his autographed baseball. Like he was the dude he was the dude for me growing up. So. Yeah. Um Robbie, you gave you gave all four, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're uh, background. We're doing some honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. If you do you have any? 
I do. I have I have one like recent one that's probably been my favorite since I've been an Alabama fan going starting school there. I obviously wasn't really a fan before I started school there. Mm-hmm. Um, people will say he's not an Alabama quarterback and they're just wrong. Jalen Hurts is, is an Alabama quarterback and probably my favorite current Alabama player that's playing mm-hmm. in the pros. Me too. Um, another one, I, I grew up a big Kobe guy. Really like Kobe playing basketball. He's just He just played it in his own way. Yep. I guess you could say he played like MJ, but I never saw MJ play, so don't care. <laughs> yeah. um, Based. Those those probably be my top two honorable mentions. I'm trying yeah. to think if I have another one. Baseball, maybe Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones mm-hmm. is a lot of fun to watch. Bobby Cox, too, just watching him get ejected. Yep. Um, I was actually in Atlanta when he broke the record for most ejections by a manager all time. That was electric. That's hysterical. Um, so Bobby Cox and Chipper Jones for a baseball one. But those those are probably my biggest ones. Jalen Hurts is a great one. I, again, one of the, the rivalry yeah, teams. But I, a great one. but I have so much respect. Like, he just seems like such a good guy. Like, he, I just yeah, have so much respect. Exactly. For him. It's yeah. funny because, like, Ryan and I talked about this, obviously, but when the, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl or whatever, obviously, like, Dallas fans have a huge aversion to Philadelphia fans because a lot of them aren't very nice and vice versa. Oh. I'm not going to say the Dallas fans are completely innocent either. But, I mean, you see hey. the post game like uh press conferences of like Jalen Hurts and um Jason Kelsey and you're like holy crap these are like the best guys in the yeah. NFL like why, why do we hate this team and so much like, so nice. Jalen coming off the bench when Tua got hurt in the SC championship to come back and beat Georgia is probably yeah. my favorite moment as an Alabama but we didn't even win a national championship but yeah, him getting cool. a chance to come back in and win that game yeah such a good moment if you pitched that like whole storyline yeah. of Jalen Hurts yeah. nobody would pick it up because it's not believable mm-hmm. right like legitimately it's it's a hollywood story to the fact that he's now you know the highest paid quarterback in the nfl like went through all this adversity never gave up like mm-hmm. he was um, he never had a bad i, I mean from the, what i heard he never had like a bad attitude either he was never uh, like busy no, about never. it also the the tip so him getting pulled into a winning the national championship and Jalen then going in and winning the SEC championship is showing why Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time. Because who has <laughs> yeah. the balls to do yeah, that? Yeah, twice. No, you're right. yeah. Twice. Twice. With the same two kids. It's just like the flip yeah. around. It's crazy. Jalen's, Jalen's been interviewed. He says, I would have pulled my ass too. Yeah, he wasn't playing yep. well, yeah, to be he, fair. He was like, that was the correct decision <laughs> to do. We were not winning that game with Jalen. No. Hurts. We mm-hmm. did. We nope. wouldn't have won that game. Uh, some, some honorable mentions on my end. Uh, one that's a little more recent, but it kind, of, kind of in the same vein as the Tim Duncan one, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, they play very similar. Obviously, we're on the same team. The kind of Kawhi's rookie years were kind of formed by Tim Duncan uh, and Popovich. Obviously, kind of that same kind of style where he's quiet, quiet killer kind of thing. I've always respected uh, the, the two-way play. Uh, also, for me, on long list, it was Josh Hamilton. Obviously, growing up, that was a big part of uh, my older brother's life and therefore kind of my life. And I, I watched the 2011 World Series, 2012 World Series, and Hamilton was obviously the best player on that team uh and then another one for me that was long listed the last one uh jason winton uh the former tight end of the dallas cowboys another great guy uh and just someone who unfortunately it felt like for as good as he was almost wasted their career in dallas like i don't want to say wasted their career because obviously how many accomplishments he had but it's like we were never <laughs> never super elite unfortunately and i think winton deserved a little more than that uh but yeah so that, that's kind of kind of my long list and, and honorable mentions all right uh, honorable mention for me mm-hmm. uh tony romo yep um you know better than eli manning don't oh. give a shit what anybody says wow Would take tony romo over eli manning in any football game ever jalen's a good one sure. kobe's a good one uh but definitely got to go with braun I mean, yeah. he has been elite for as long as I have watched sports, mm-hmm. right? You know, best player on earth for like a decade, right? Like he's always in the conversation of top three. I mean, still top 10 in the league. I mean, it's 
his longevity, his dominance, his, you know, his, is, um, is this the right time to talk about our discussion from CC's regarding LeBron James? I, I remind me, is. uh, our mental gymnastics that LeBron is actually one and nine in the finals. <laughs> If you would like to. So so we were we were at CC's Pizza mm. post moving some of Ryan's things uh this past weekend. And As you do, you always got, go to CC's. We, we got yeah, you gotta go to CC's. We were, we were talking about LeBron James and we came to the conclusion that actually LeBron doesn't deserve three of his titles. Um and is actually one and nine. And I'm gonna go through and tell you which three of those titles don't count. First mm. one, Mickey Mouse title. Didn't count. That was rigged. ESPN rigged it, the mouse rigged it, doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Number two. Ray Allen saved that man's legacy. If yep, it wasn't for correct. Ray Allen, LeBron would have might have never won one with the Heat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saved it's, by Ray it's Allen. It's really uh, that simple. And then the third one, Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, you know, everyone remembers the block from that game. But if Kyrie doesn't hit that three over two people, they don't win that game either. So he got saved by Kyrie. So yeah, I, I was just meat riding LeBron, but now Robbie is on the yeah. other side of the spectrum. Is like he oh. should be one and nine, and like sucks. LeBron. Yeah. In my mind, in my mind, LeBron James is one and nine in the finals. If we want to talk in my, about in in my mind, if we want to talk about like the the Thunder one. Like those those guys weren't at their prime yet. Like that wasn't the prime yeah. Thunder team. Yeah. The, whereas that was yeah. So we we actually did somehow get to that he was zero and ten. We tossed him a bone. You know, yeah. 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 He's kind of so, mid. So remember like, that. Yeah. yeah, he is mid for sure. <laughs> um. So yeah. After that, uh, we're gonna get into some news uh we're gonna kick off with the nba so the nba used richard jefferson uh and on social media they announced that an in-season tournament will be in effect uh essentially for for this upcoming season uh this has kind of been in the works for a while obviously when the play-in came into effect and when that was implemented everyone kind of theorized that there may be an in-season tournament um kind of to basically make teams care more about the regular season try to make teams not do load management as much all that stuff so uh, I have the description of the NCAA tournament. I'm going to read all that, and then we'll kind of give our uh, thoughts and opinions on it. So the tournament will be divided into six pools with five teams apiece, and pools will consist of teams within the same conference, but not necessarily the same division. Teams will play four group games, matching up with each team in their pool once, with winners advancing to a single elimination stage. Each squad will have 80 games on their initial regular season schedule, while those who don't qualify for elimination games in the tournament will have two more games added. The two teams who compete for the championship will play 83 total regular season games. In addition, statistics for the games will count towards regular season totals aside from the championship game. The tournament begins on November 3rd with the championship game coming on December 9th, and then the final four will take place at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada at the top of December. What do we think? What do we think of the NBA in-season tournament? Changing it up. I, you know, I'm always down to see like Silver do something different, right? I, I'm. I think I'm down. I think it's trying to get them to stop resting everyone all the time, right? Isn't that the whole yeah. goal behind this? Is like, Correct. let's get our best players playing more often, which I think it'll do. I think because they get a nice incentive for winning the tournament, do they not? I think it's some type of bonus if they win. Five hundred grand. Is it five hundred grand? I mean, in terms of a payroll, though, what, not a lot. To what those. is that? Well, I, it's, big, it's big. It's big to the guys at the end of the bench, though. Yeah, it, I mean, is it? I guess vet men's are like a million, like over. Uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, but you I think fifty percent of your salary if your team yes, wins. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's pretty important. Um, but apparently, I think it's they were labeling like whoever wins this as the NBA like Cup winner or something along those lines. It's called it's called, oh, yeah, it's called like the NBA sense. Cup. Uh, but yeah, terms, the, you have like the FA Cup in England, which yeah. is like all of the teams from all of the divisions playing a tournament. It's the yeah. same type of idea. 
So again, I obviously, yeah, as Ryan said, 500K in terms of an individual person can make a big difference, but obviously on a team salary, that doesn't make a huge difference. So I, I don't know what I would have changed in terms of like trying to incentivize teams more to make sure that they don't rest because I, right. it could go overboard. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, you, you win this tournament and you get like a guaranteed lottery pick. It's like, oof, like that's a little much yeah, kind of thing. Um, so I, I don't know. It, I, I'm all for the idea. Adam Silver, I think so far has is straight dubs, like best commissioner we've seen in sports, I think in a long time in Adam Silver. So I love that he's trying something new uh, and I, I'm excited for it. I just, I just wonder how it's going to work out. Um, let's go uh, ahead and make our predictions for the end season tournament next year. I, I, we, oh God, you're putting me on the spot. Come on, bro. You got to, you got to pick it right now and you're stuck with this take for the rest of the summer. Oh God, you and, suck. and I will, and I will make note of this and I will bring it up whenever the end season tournament happens in December. Oh uh, no. Um, it's going to win. Let's see. Do you have a, a team in mind? Yes, I do. Go. You guys go. Give me a no, little bit. Give, okay. No, I'm, not, I'm not giving you my idea. You clearly don't have one. You ready? You ready for this take? Yep. Boston Celtics. I think the Boston Celtics. Are, oh, really? <laughs> I, I think the Boston Celtics, and I think this primarily because I think a lot of teams, other than, other than the Nuggets with Jokic and Murray, I think that a lot of teams currently that are kind of, I think you would label as elite, have the, like, some of their top players are a little older, whether it be like Kevin Durant or some of the other, whether it be like Kawhi Leonard, some of those guys that are a little older where they might need a little bit more load management, whereas the Celtics are pretty young between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Porzingis. I think that those guys have probably a better chance of not resting as many games and so therefore probably have the most consistently good team throughout the regular season. I, I'm on a similar train of thought of you, Connor. I think like this really favors the young guys in this tournament because I don't, I don't think one that it necessarily gets rid of load management and mm -hmm. two like the older guys are not gonna be incentivized to play hard in this right. tournament yeah i just i still don't see that so i'm gonna go with the team that we were really high on last year they really let us down but a really oh. good young core i'm gonna give it to the new orleans pelicans to win the whole i don't know i mean i respect win it but i don't know why he's in tournament i'm sure you get good odds on that bet yeah i bet sure. i would i bet i would <laughs> I, I, I want to take an underdog you know i don't want to take a team that just made the eastern conference Celtics. No. Go to the Celtics. Yes. Uh, group, I think, is also the easiest um, to come out there. Well, I haven't the looked Nets, at the groups. Nets, Raptors, Bulls, and Magic. Uh, Heavens. The, know, the disrespect <laughs> of power like that? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So here we are. If you want we, me to break down the groups, I can. Please. Yeah, give us the groups. I have not seen the groups. We got group one is the 76ers, the Cavs, the Hawks, the Pacers, and the Pistons. Group two, we got the Bucks, Knicks, Heat, Wizards, and Hornets. Group three, Celtics, oh, Nets, Raptors, Bulls, Magic. Group four, Grizzlies, Suns, Lakers, Jazz, Blazers. That's pretty stacked other than the last two. That's super stacked. Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans, Mavs, Rockets. That could be lit except for the Rockets. Yeah. Group That's six, Kings, game. Warriors, T-Wolves, Thunder, and Spurs. That's a lot of That's young. also a fun group. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of, like, you younger. KC, young group going yeah. against, you know, Wemby, and then, you know, whatever the fuck's happening in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, old Warriors and Kings that are young and fun, so. Group six, I think, is going to be the one to watch for sure coming out yeah. of the West. That'd be interesting. I uh, mean, also, I mean, to add another positive to this, like, Obviously, we see a lot of the matchups or whatever throughout the, the 30 teams regular season, but obviously this will give us more of a chance to see some of the bigger stars compete against each other more, uh, obviously, because like the All-Star game doesn't really do that. Uh, so this will maybe give us more of a chance to see that. Uh, so yeah, that'll be cool too. 
Um, so moving on from that, uh, that's probably the biggest biggest news that we have. Uh, but moving on from that, Greg Popovich has signed a five year, over eighty million dollar deal with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, yeah, I mean, no surprise there. I think the before the highest contract was Monte Williams. I think it was around five years, seventy eight mil. Obviously, Popovich sur- surpassing that. They want him there right, for Webanyama's development. Obviously, uh, so is, is this Pop's last contract? I think so. Uh, he's already the winningest so. NBA coach of all time. I think he probably wants right. to get Webb on Yama. He's, he's, yeah, he's there to develop Wemby and go. Yep, yeah. exactly. And off the reins to somebody else. But yeah, that's no, a great contract for him. Uh, obviously, that's, you know, you, you, you have to resign the winningest coach of all time <laughs> in the NBA. So uh, moving on uh, into some summer league news. Obviously, you guys can kind of interject Ooh. here and there. Uh, unfortunately, Portland Trailblazers rookie Scoot Henderson's summer league debut came to an early end Friday when he suffered a right shoulder injury in the second half, and he was ruled out for the rest of the game in Las Vegas. I haven't seen any updates of that injury. I don't think he was particularly super serious, uh, but I, but again, they're examining it, examining it, uh, and obviously that sucks because that was his, you know, yeah. first game yeah. like that. Brutal. It doesn't matter. The Blazers are spanking the Spurs again tonight. I heard that Scoot, like before he got hurt, was playing very, very well. I, I heard he looked great. So I mean, and I don't well, think there was much of a surprise. He's actually having a good game tonight too. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got they just through the third quarter. Wemby's got seventeen. So yeah, uh, in in reference to Webanyama's first game, uh, it did not go as well as I think people would have hoped. Uh, in his in Webanyama's summer league debut, he finished with nine points, eight rebounds, three assists, and five blocks, while going two of thirteen from the field. Uh, and then in the post-game press conference, he said, I had no idea what I was doing out there. Uh, so obviously not a huge vote of confidence. Could you imagine? Like, I don't think it's going to happen. But could you imagine if he ended up being a bust? Like a horrible bust? Like, <laughs> like, like yeah. A... <laughs> like the most hype prospect since LeBron, LeBron. And he ends up being bad. Yeah. <laughs> that would be wild. The thing is, like, I think inevitably, I don't think Wimby will ever live up to the expectations set forth for him because they were so high, yeah. right? Like almost unfairly high, but I, I don't think he's going to be a bust, but that would be a in, wild story. In the NBA specifically, has there ever been a recruit that has lived up to the hype besides Braun and Kobe, maybe Kobe? Kobe wasn't drafted all that high. Yeah. But he was like a phenom in high school. Like um, he wasn't Braun level, but like... I think that, um, like, legitimately, I think I think you could say Tatum. Tatum was pretty recruited yeah, out of college. Tatum he was, was like super number three. highly recruited, yep. And obviously, he's, like, kind of really like, good right now. The heir to Jordan level of, like, hype. I mean, right? Jordan like, was the third pick. Like, 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 was first. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, you want to hear the number one college basketball like recruits that. over the last 10 years? Like, KD. Like, KD's done uh, really well for himself, obviously. That's a good one. So number number one uh, college basketball recruit in 2014 was Emmanuel Moutier. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. The Nuggets. 2015 was Ben Simmons. <laughs> nice. 2016 was Josh Jackson. Yeah, that's right. 2017 is Marvin Bagley. Oh, he he ended, he was a huge bust. He was actually decent for yeah. a little bit, but then he was terrible. Um, 2018 was R.J. Barrett. He's fine. 2019 was Anthony Edwards. He's good. 2020 is Cade Cunningham. Yeah. 2021 was Chet Holmgren to to be determined. To be determined. And then 2022 in terms of players that went to college, I don't, I don't think Wimby counts in this. It would be Nick Smith. Who was over Zion? Barrett. No. <sighs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. 2018. Yeah. Yeah, because they because Barrett? they played together. They were they went to the same. I get. I don't know, man. I I this I is think... from 24/7 Sports. So 
I think um, and also out- the 2023 number one uh, rated recruit right now is Ron Holland, who is undecided currently. I think coming out of college, people thought that Barrett would be more skilled than Zion, like with ball handling wise and shooting wise and all that. And I think people expect that. And I think that was the case probably for the first year or so. But I, I think that a lot of people actually thought that Zion would probably end up being better. And, and he is at this point, if he ever steps on the court again, like he, he will been, be. But people called it from a mile away that he was going to deal with a lot of injuries based yeah. on the way he You're played right. and how big he was. He's, like he's too big. He, he can't yeah. be jumping around the way he does. Even though he can people, do it, his, his joints don't hold up. People called that from a mile away. That was yeah. the number one knock on him. It wasn't because like, like everyone was like, you know, he could he could he's built like Charles Barkley, but he's yeah. way more athletic. Yeah. Well, like, and, and that's what a lot of people like, obviously people make inappropriate jokes as it relates to like weight and stuff but like i remember seeing an article in like uh college and his weightlifting coach said that he couldn't lift like consistently because he would put on too much muscle too fast and that would like deteriorate his game and that's part of what it is it's it's like he's weighing down because he puts on so much muscle so fast that it hurts his joints kind of thing he Uh, picked the wrong fucking sport he should have been a football (laughs) (laughs) like legitimately What, what position does he play in football though uh, tight end. He's six seven or something like that. Play running the, back. If you slim, if you slim down gym. a little bit. He's too tall. <laughs> he's too tall to play running back. Um. So yeah. Uh. Super, but, yeah. but kind of kind of back to to what we were talking about. Webanyama, obviously not the hugest vote of confidence in that first game. Uh. But I I think that just, I had I think that I had no idea what I was doing out there. It's just something. It's like a young kid that just wants to kind of provide humility for the situation that they were in. He's just like, Hey, I didn't play that. I didn't play well. And I know I didn't play well. So, you know, let's try to get it back kind of thing. Uh, so I, I, no, no reason to panic. I don't, you know, no reason to, Oh, he's an immediate bust. Uh, but obviously, or or he didn't know what he's doing. Cause he has too much fun in Vegas the night before. Also. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Wemby's got a double, double tonight, 20 and 10. Like he's chilling. He's solid. Um, so Robbie, did you want to mention Brandon Miller? Obviously the newest draft uh, recruit of the Charlotte Hornets. I'm excited for Brandon Miller to come and play. I don't know any of his stat lines off the top of my head, but That's every funny. time I check it, I just get sad. I just look at his stats. I'm like, damn, this dude sucks. Well, I'm like, <laughs> maybe he'll turn it around, but damn. But like everybody, and like it wasn't, I feel like everybody was saying, even like Charlotte fans outside of Charlotte, everybody was like, yeah, Scoot is better than Brandon. Better, I think yeah. everyone knew that he, he was he better. They picked him because they didn't know if Scoot could play with Lamella, which yes. I think is dumb, but yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I think a lot of concerns and I, I saw a lot of videos that people were really concerned about, but like Brandon Miller has like no jumping ability and it's really concerning cause he's like a small forward and he's, and he's relatively yeah. tall. Uh, he just doesn't seem aggressive at all and no jumping ability kind of thing. It's just interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Hornets got spanked, lost by 20, oh, yep. uh, to the Lakers, Brandon Miller, 29 minutes, uh, a shot four for 18 from the field. Oh for seven from three, uh, eight boards, four assists to steal on ten points. What was this plus minus? Minus ten. The best in the starting unit. Yeah, is he, there, there you go. go there right? you go. We're good, baby. I, I think between plus minus warrior Scott is is an absolute liability of minus twenty two. Get that man who? off the court. That T who? Scott. I, I I also hooed him by saying that T Scott. <laughs> Um, it's Travis Scott. Actually, they recruited him <laughs> just for the just for the summer league. So Honestly, if, wouldn't be shocked. So if you didn't know, uh, in the, the for our listeners in the NBA summer league, you get ten fouls every game um, instead oh, of I six. About that. And I think I, I, I believe Brandon Miller had 
eight apiece in his first two games. I think he totaled like 16 bucks. He had four tonight on 29 minutes. We're chilling. We're good. That's a <laughs> He's positive figuring trend. it out, man. He's figuring it out. <laughs> oh, for seven uh, for three, by the way. That's nice. Hey, we'll find a shot. Hey, no shooters go cold sometimes. That's all right. So uh, w- one more thing uh, about the rookies uh, finding his way into the headlines so, uh, very quickly after he got drafted, Victor Webanyama once again. Uh, if if you didn't hear, there was an altercation in between one of his security guards and Britney Spears uh, of all people the other night, to where reportedly Britney Spears came and tried to uh, tap Webanyama on the shoulder at a club or I know excuse me, I, I believe it was a hotel, uh, and allegedly the security guard struck her uh, in response to that, and uh, apparently no charges will be filed uh, following this this altercation. Uh, and apparently the two sides have both um, mutually apologized to each other after uh, Spears put out a, a statement saying that she hadn't gotten an apo- apology. Apparently both sides have now done that. Uh, no charges will be pressed. So so nothing to look at, obviously. Uh, and I and I, th- I think a lot of people were like blaming Webanyama for not saying anything outright. And, and I get it in the sense like he's a young kid and it's like he's really trying not to get in trouble. Like he just got yeah. in the league kind of thing. It's like I'm sure that if he thought it was something more and, serious than it was, he would have he would have said something. And his security guard did it, so he might not have known the full story. Exactly. Like, yeah, he yeah. doesn't want to come out and say anything when right. he doesn't know what's going on he, he said that he didn't know that it was britney spears until like hours after it happened like he, right. he had no idea who, what was happening because there were a lot apparently there were a lot of people around a lot of fans and whatever mm-hmm. so yeah, i think it was i think it was a little bit of overland story obviously like if he you know you should never act, just hit somebody but like i, I right. think it was a little overblown um also, also just one last moment of the uh the summer league right now the rockets played today uh they played the pistons and Jabari Smith Jr. went for a 40-piece in the summer league. Dude, Dude's looking real good in summer ball. Shout out Jabari Smith. He had a quote the other day where somebody asked him, I think I think it was like, why are you playing in the summer league? Because obviously he, he was in the starting unit of the Houston Rockets last year. And right. the, the dude was like, I'm 20. Like, I, I feel like I should yeah. be playing with my, my team, my new better, teammate. Yeah. yeah, he said, I, I should be getting better, and I should be playing with my new teammates. And everyone in the comments was like, W say, W say, <laughs> you got a new he, fan. He led, he led the game in minutes. The yeah. dude's out there just like, Hooping. Smith is good. He was good last year. He was a great. He was fine. My guy just loves ball. He just wants to play. (laughs) He just wants to let the dude cook. If you're you're a Rockets fan, you're thrilled with this. He's like you got some young guys that actually give a shit. He's like a Kevin Durant, but like not annoying. I was gonna. He doesn't have. He doesn't have Twitter burners. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter accounts. He's thinking the same thing, Connor. Um, uh, continuing on with some loves ball. (laughs) 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 Continuing on with some of the NBA headlines. Uh. Currently, Damian Lillard uh, is in the midst of trade talks. Obviously, he requested a trade from Portland a few weeks ago. Uh, and apparently his agent is continually saying that Lillard uh, only wants to end up in Miami. Uh, apparently, Miami is the only absolute destination for Damian Lillard. Uh, and so currently, Portland is not interested in any deals. I believe that involved Tyler Hero, I believe, was was the report. Uh, and so they're trying to make a three-team trade, maybe even a four-team trade workaround so they can get L- Lillard to Miami. Uh, I, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm shocked because obviously he needs he wants to go to a contender so he can actually play for a title kind of thing. Um, but I mean, they're working they're working their way around to try to get him to Miami. So what would that trade even look like? It's, it, I mean, I don't I don't think we can speculate. Because it's going to be a three team trade. The Blazers want four first round picks for David. I, yeah, that, I, which I see. I mean, how many did Gobert? That's what. I, yeah. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Um, Timberwolves yeah. are smoking crack, man. I I remember that came out. I was like, the Jazz Rob team's blind. Yeah, Danny Ainge, bro. Danny Ainge Danny knows Ainge. what he's doing. Yeah. he did the same the thing to the Nets. Be a fucking problem. Yeah, like they were already decent last year. We thought they were going to be like absolute fucking basement of the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's like now they got like eighth graders on deck. Eighth graders on deck. They got they got LeBron's <laughs> other son coming up. Yeah. For Literally. Sure. Um, moving on there. Uh, quick, quick one. Dejounte Murray has signed a four-year, hundred twenty million dollar extension with the Atlanta Hawks. I think that's that's a good, a good deal for the yeah. Hawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. I, I think I think that dude like obviously played himself out a bit of money. Um, but the Hawks are like, hey, you know, like we believe. But we don't believe and you and Trey can that do much. It. <laughs> you know, like I don't know what else he would have gotten anywhere else. Well, I, like, what are the Hawks? Obviously, Robbie being kind of lo- lo- local Atlanta. It's gonna be mid for forever. <laughs> mid for forever. They're gonna be like They're Portland. Continue to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, go absolutely yeah. mild into the night, losing first or second rounders. <laughs> Yikes! Especially after losing John Collins. Like, where are we at now? Like, they're gonna be even more mid. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last uh, NBA headline I have, uh, Kobe Bryant has been announced to be the cover athlete of NBA 2K24. No other choice, the correct choice. Uh, so shout out that. And, and the covers look good. A lot, a lot of them look really good. Obviously, Kobe wearing 24 uh, at one point in his career. It's great. It's great. Was he on 2K8 too? That'd be sick. He, I think he's been on a I few. I, I don't think. I, I don't know. know he's been 2K8. on them before. I just can't remember. If he was on 2K8, that would actually be sick. Yeah, I bet. Right. It was Chris Paul on the oh, Hornets. God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. Definitely not Kobe. I have I have one more one more thing real quick. Please Kobe do. now has the most two K covers of any athlete. Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's is, that's why I saw. I knew I saw something. Oh wow. Yeah. So anyway, that's crazy. Moving on from the NBA, uh, we didn't have any NFL headlines or news, uh, but I did still want to include the NFL in the podcast because obviously uh, the football is our biggest sport, our most covered sport. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about fantasy football, and we're going to make some predictions here, gentlemen. We're going to predict the top five fantasy running backs of this upcoming year. And we're we're just gonna go through and and list our thoughts and and give our reasonings. Connor, Uh, Connor, why don't you start us out? Am I starting us out? Start us out. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll say PPR. I'm going to start us out, uh, and I'm going to go with Cleveland Browns running back Nick Chubb. Uh, I, I think that is a pretty safe bet, uh, especially considering that Kareem Hunt is no longer uh, in the fold. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson uh, is be going to be even more comfortable uh, in the Cleveland Browns system, especially after last year, after not getting many reps with the team. Nick Chubb just proved how elite he was last year and the year before, uh, and I think that he doesn't slow down at all. I think maybe he even picks up the pace, as I said, not splitting the, the carries in the backfield anymore. Uh, and I and I think Nick Chubb just, just has a dominant year uh, and is easily top five. Are we doing this like collectively, or are we each taking five? Uh, I mean, we should, we should we make an official Bros in the Berg list. We have to either say yes or no to each person's yeah. person that they put up there. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I like Nick. I like the Nick Chubb pick. I think yeah. I, I don't know that Hunt, the departure of Hunt, is going to have that much of an effect on them on Chubb. But I do think you're right. I think Deshaun Watson being more comfortable, being able to push the ball down the field a little bit, will have a bigger impact. So, uh, Robbie, you want to give us our our next possible pick? I'm I'm going to go with the the best PPR running back. I don't think it's super debatable as long as he's healthy. Um, I think he stays healthy this year. I think he figures it out, and that's going to be Christian McCaffrey. Yep. I'm a. Uh, oh, you don't think- we're getting to know there. Okay. I don't think he, don't think he stays healthy. Uh, I think the 49ers have a ton of ton of offensive weapons. There's a lot of question marks at quarterback. And true. Uh, that's true. I think he. I think he. I think he. You know, probably due to injury, falls outside of the top ten. Wow. Okay. And Does this have to be unanimous? Like we all have to agree to include them in the top five? Yes, I think we okay. all have to agree. The Ryan's saying no. He thinks he. I, I would agree with you, but obviously, 
I'm just going to say no to all of Ryan's picks now. Get That's shit on. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> you good idiot. Obviously, Ryan. We're going to be like in, uh, I think it would be Samanje P. Ryan. Oh, heavens. All right, Ryan, give us our uh, our next possible pick. Um, Next possible pick. And Robbie's going to say no, which is fine. He's ugly. But you're going to see Brees Hall in the top five of PPR running backs at the end of the season. I'm going to say no. I, I don't think no. I think Brees Hall is going to be good, and to be honest, I kind of left him off my list unintentionally. But with the addition of Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if he's going to be as dominant as he was last year. I I also don't think like he's coming off an injury. I mm. don't think that they're going to give him a lot of touches in the first few weeks, and that's going to hurt his chances of finishing. So they said he's going to be ready for training camp. Oh, he's going to be ready, but that doesn't mean you're going to roll him out there and give him right. twenty touches a game like he was getting last year. Right. Um, so I guess I just wanted to throw a little bit of a curveball. Yeah, like, I respect you know, you, it. People, a lot of people are thinking of him being top five, but I, I, I like that. He's got the talent, especially so, where we saw last. So week. right now, right now we only have Nick Chubb. All right, <laughs> back right. to Connor. Um, uh, another another young guy, uh, a guy that we've talked about before, a guy that um will be absolutely fed due to the uh, lack of throwing ability on this team. I'm gonna go with B. John Robinson of the Atlanta Falcons, finishing in the top yeah. five. He was That's he was right. gonna be the next one I was gonna say as well. Yeah. It feels weird like confidently say like yes, a rookie Dude, he's so good. PPR, but he is so good I, and he is the best playmaker on that team. I've been saying since right. like, he might be the best playmaker in the division. Ooh, there's a take. I like that take. Hey, hey, <laughs> uh, Adam Thielen, we're just gonna we're just gonna forget about <laughs> oh, him. Oh yeah. I forgot, yeah. I thought you were gonna say Miles Sanders, but like I, you know. I, I thought Adam Thielen was yeah. funnier. That's why I went with that. It's the only reason. <laughs> So uh, currently on our list, we got Nick Chubb, and then we got Bijan Robinson. Robbie, who's who's the possible next one? Um, I'm gonna take a guy. You know, he's getting up there. I think a lot of people are writing him off because he's on another team that is gonna be physically incapable of throwing the ball. Very well. Oh, Derrick Henry. He's still a monster. He's half robot at this point. It doesn't matter how old he is. He, I struggle with him. Second half of the season, Derrick Henry, because that's when everyone else is tired and he somehow keeps. Yes, yeah, right. you're right. It's actually, it doesn't like, make any sense. Yeah. It's very. Yeah, it doesn't odd. make any sense. Oh, I was... his, his foot actually is almost entirely metal because they just put a plate in it. So he he's is like, actually turning. He's like six for me. He's like right there. I. Uh... Yeah. It's a tough one, and but it's it really also depends on how bad the Titans are. And I also think that like P- us doing kind of the PPR also kind of affects it because H- H- Henry has become a better pass catcher in the last like three or four years. Yes. I'll 100% give him that. But still, the Titans are still not very good at utilizing their running backs in a passing and sense. And God only knows who they're going to roll out at quarterback. I really don't he doesn't know. So he could still be getting 30 carries a game. He probably will still be getting exactly, 30 carries a game. Exactly, yeah. He's going to be getting 30 carries a game. That's It doesn't matter. I'm going to say no. I, I don't think he finishes top five. I, I feel bad because he's like six for me. He's close. He's very close. All right. doesn't matter what I say because Connor said no, yeah. apparently. <laughs> All right, Ryan, who you got? With the new quarterback at the helm. Obviously, pretty green. Uh, it's going to be a very you know, big question mark on, on the quarterback position. Um, but I think Jonathan Taylor finishes top five after a little bit of a disappointing season last year to be the unanimous number one pick. Um, you know, disappointing just the fact that he had all that you know expectations on him, even though he had a decent season, not great. I yeah. think he bounces back and, and finishes top five. Where did he finish last year? Do we know? I don't know. Low, because he was hurt so much. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
I think I'm probably inclined to agree. He was he was again one that for me was fringe top five. But given that we didn't give Henry the nod, I think that I'll probably lean towards Taylor yeah. with that. I, we're 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 running out of options yeah. <laughs> <laughs> solely because of that. I think no, I, right, but I, I do I do think anyways. I think he will as well. I think that's fair. Um, I, I'd love to see some like spread option stuff with him and Anthony Richardson too. I think that would actually be sick. Yeah. I know that's not what he, he really ever ran in his career because he's at Wisconsin, mm. but I think that would actually be a, a good opportunity for him. But I think your your concern is how much does Richardson vulture? Does, yeah. Is he a Jalen Hurts that he's taken all of the goal line touchdowns? Yes, because that, he, could, he, get you in, he, that he, could get you into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a valid, that yeah. would be that'd be my biggest concern with Jonathan Taylor. Great analysis, Robbie. That was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, for my next next possible pick, uh, I'm going to go to someone that I think really showcased um, their potential th- this past year, uh, and I think uh, will continue to do so. Hopefully, they resign him. Uh, I'm going to go Saquon Barkley. I think yep. Saquon Barkley finishes I top five. I I think Saquon's the most talented running back in the NFL. There it is. Yeah, I I think just like in terms of overall game, he can do whatever you ask him to do. He's had some rough quarterback play, but Danny Dimes yeah. is starting to figure it He's out. Been, he was decent last year. He's starting Danny, to figure yeah. it out. I, I agree. His disrespect has been a little high in the yeah, last agreed. two seasons. He, Watching him play last year was fun. Actually oh, might be like brain dead. Kenny Galladay yeah. like, didn't play. Like he just did. He just, he just straight up play. gave up. <laughs> it's crazy. Sterling Shepard's not bad, but he can't stay healthy. So yeah. Darius Slayton. I mean, like yeah. Christ Almighty, there's just chitters in that receiver room. Um, my guys, my guys are under, like the Iowa wide receiver <laughs> room out there. Like Jesus Christ. Uh, so currently, we got Chubb, we got Bijan Robinson, we got uh, Saquon Barkley, and we got Jonathan Taylor. Robert, you're gonna round us off with our with our fifth pick. I feel like I gotta get one here. I've I've had mine. I've had mine vetoed every time. <laughs> yeah, that I, uh, I'm going to say one that I don't think will, and he's going to be at the top of a lot of people's rankings, but mm. I just don't think he does it this year, and that's going to be Austin Eckler. Yeah. I, I don't think he will either. I agree. I, it's like I don't a gut think he's going to get there this year. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why either. I just don't feel it. Yeah. And, and it's so weird to say that because if you look at his PPR, he was number one last year. Yeah. Right. Num- numero right. uno. Year before, but he also scored number two. He, he, Last year was a touchdown thing. He scored so many touchdowns last year. You're kind of looking at a regression there in terms of his yeah. touchdowns. So he had he had 18 touchdowns last year. The year before, right. he was number two. He had 20 touchdowns. The year before that, he was hurt. But back in 2019, he finished in fourth. But he only had 11 touchdowns that year. So and that, that I expect more explode. like that number. Yeah, I expect more like that 11 to 12 number in terms of touchdowns. I think for me, it comes down to a combination of things. I think, one, he's older. Uh, he's nearing yeah. that. I think he's 29 or something around that. Arc. Yeah, he's uh, coming up to that 30 mark for yeah, running backs. Where kind like, of, just yeah. cut him cut loose, let him go to greener pastures type of thing. I, I think that the Chargers offensive line, I don't think really got better i think it might have gotten worse uh in in, in this past year uh i think yeah. and, and for me personally i think that just justin herbert's gonna take a step up i think this last season wasn't all yeah, his yeah, fault I, I, I don't think that this last season was all his fault because i think i mean keenan allen was out with with a lot of injury and obviously he's getting up there uh and mike williams is also getting a little older uh but they i think the chargers drafted two new receivers that i think are both going to be pretty solid uh, and i think herbert's yeah. going to develop that chemistry with them and i think unfortunately in that development in the young guys development i think eckler might take a back seat uh so i i think it'll be interesting but yeah for me it's more of just like a gut feeling and they were talking about trading him all off season and they didn't yeah. so it's like all right is he really gonna be that involved in the offense i don't mm-hmm. know 
Um, another one, if he was healthy, I'd feel better about it, be Tony Pollard without Zeke there. I feel yeah. like Pollard is going to be great when he's in. I just don't know how he's going to be week one. I'm going to I'm gonna throw out a guy who's coming off a great contract year. He had to have a good year last year, and he did. Made some money. Um, That's going to be Josh Jacobs. I think the quarterback situation there lends itself to where he's going to be able to run the ball well. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G gets his running backs involved. He yeah. does. I yeah. mean, he did that in the Niners the whole time. I think Josh Jacobs could be in for a pretty big year. Interesting. I I would probably venture. I would probably guess Pollard would finish ahead of Jacobs. I think I would feel more is, comfortable. Is, is Tony pa- when is, pa- is Pollard going to be back week one? I just, I just don't know. I think I think I thought they said that he was. I thought they said that he was going to be okay. He might um, be ready for training camp. Yeah. So I'm trying. I'm trying to th- figure out who we round out at this five here. On honestly, I feel like I, I'm uh, between. Pa- I'm between Pollard and Jacobs. The, those are the two that I kind of had on my head. They Over- said Jacobs probably won't be ready for week one as of right now. Jacobs or Pollard? Jacobs will not be. Oh, okay. Well, let's go with Tony um, Pollard. Then. We're going with Tony That's Pollard. Take. I love it. Over, over Derek? Do it. Oh, we don't want to backtrack? Derek and Eckler? Derek and Eckler going Pollard? Connor, make a little thing for this for Instagram. Yeah. Make people really upset. Make, yeah, make yeah. sure that this gets put out there somewhere so people can rage at us. So uh, our top five fantasy writing backs for the upcoming season include Nick Chubb, uh, B. John Robinson, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, and Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. Those, Love are, it. those guys finish in top great five. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's, fan. That, that's great. Uh, so awesome. Yeah. Moving on to the next thing. Uh, Ryan, would you be okay if I swung it over to you for the MLB standings? Absolutely. Connor. Thank you for swinging it over to me. Mm -hmm. Tonight was the last night of games, July 9th before heading into the all-star break. And for a lot of teams, that all-star break could not come quick enough. Uh, games will restart. (laughs) (laughs) Games will restart on the uh, 14th of July. So an absolutely beautiful five day stretch for the MLB which is crazy to think that that's all they get um, after playing crazy amount of games for example the Rangers leading up to the all-star break played 17 games in 17 days and don't worry they finished 6 and 11 in those 17 games on a really bad really bad slide um so but we'll we'll start over in the American League uh same shit different day in the AL East absolutely disgusting show from all All going into the all-star break over 500 the the Red Sox are forty eight and three forty three, bringing in the basement of that division and the five games over five hundred. Like it's 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 wild that they potentially could like miss the playoffs. Um, so you got the Rays in first, you got the Orioles in second, the Blue Jays in third, and the Yankees in the in the. I in the love Red Sox. seeing the Yankees and the Red Sox in the last two. Just, that is just so coping, so coping and seething down there. Um, they go down to the AL Central, completely different story. All the teams here suck. I mean, they're just all bad. Guardians are right at 500. Same with the Twins. Tigers are 11 games under. White Sox are somehow even worse. And the Royals are just happy they're not named Oakland A's. The Royals are only like a half game up on the A's right now. Yeah. 29 or 26 and 65. uh, 20 games back of the Guardians. They're in it. Yeah. Tell you, tell you what, uh, AL West Rangers still holding on to a really slim two game lead over the Strohs, who have come on really strong. Um, Mariners actually only six games back. Angels only seven. I mean, the the AL West is going to be super competitive in the second half of the season if the Rangers don't get their their shit together. Um, and then don't worry, the A's are twenty five and sixty seven. The Royals are twenty six and sixty five. So it's yeah. going to be a race to the bottom. It's pretty pretty exciting to watch. Over to the NL, 
Braves, the Braves, are the first uh, first team to sixty wins on the season. They're doing it before the All Star break, sixty and twenty nine. That's that's a good they, half of baseball. They had a, their last thirty one games of this half. They went uh, twenty five and six. Yeah, Oof. it's it it's pretty wild. They're the first uh, first team to also score five hundred runs so far this season. The bats are alive. They, They're playing good defense. They broke, they broke the record for most home runs before the All Star break ever in MLB history. Yeah. Braves, Braves are firing on all cylinders. Yeah. They're the, they the team to beat in the National League. Uh, followed by the Marlins, Phillies, Mets, and Nationals. Uh, Marlins, again, having a great season. Somehow only eight and a half games back at yeah. 53 and 39. They are definitely like front runners in the wild card, um, which is exciting for any Miami fans out there. Moving over to, over to the Central. My new team, Cincinnati Reds, have been on an absolute fucking tear. Either. Uh brought on by the name who has taken baseball by storm that is somehow, you know, not named Shohei Otani. Uh, and that uh, that would be De La Cruz. Um, Did you see him steal home yesterday? Yeah, I heard about third. that. Yeah. It, was so, it was nuts. It was nuts. He's 21 years old. I mean, he's he's doing it all. He's absolutely insane. Batting 325 as, as a 21-year-old, 900 OPS. Like, dude's nuts. Um, if so he's gotta, not playing right now, might win NL Rookie of the Year. If he just stopped right now, like still <laughs> might win it. Like honestly. Uh, so you got them. The Brewers are a game back of them. Then you got the Cubs. Pirates have fallen off bad, and the Cardinals continue to have a pretty disappointing season um, at thirty-eight and fifty-two. And out west, Dodgers and Diamondbacks going into the All-Star break tied. Um, then you have the Giants two and a half games back. Padres forty-three and forty-seven. Still really disappointing for them. And the Rockies are playing some pretty rocky baseball, but yeah, that's uh, nice. that's rounding it out going into going into the uh, the old All Star break. Uh, I was kind of trying to find the daily lines for the uh, the All Star game. I think the AL is barely favored. Um, Have they announced the full home run derby lineup yet? That I do not know. I do not know. A um, lot of players are saying no. But to kind of run that out, as we've as we've mentioned, uh, go we are going into the the MLB All Star break, uh, and I actually have the the, the list of, of the teams here, uh, and I'm going to name the elected starters. Obviously, there there are a lot of reserves and a lot of pitchers or whatever. I'm only going to name the elected starters uh, for each each conference. Um, so. I do I do have the uh, home run derby uh, matchups. If you'd like to hear those as well, I'll yeah. go to those before or after the starting. Lineups. Let's do that before. Let's do that before the starting lineups. Go ahead, Rob. Okay. So you got the number one seed is uh, Luis Robert Jr. He's going up against Adley Rutschman. Um, number two seed, Pete Alonso, is going up against Julio Rodriguez, who will be at home for the All-Star Game. So mm, I yeah. keep an eye on him. Uh, you got Mookie Betts versus uh, uh, Vlad Jr. That's a great matchup. Yeah. For, the, for the fans. Um, for the fans. Yep. And then Adolis Garcia versus Randy Rosarina. So it's a pretty that's a pretty great lineup, all things considered. Um, mm-hmm. I think right now Pete Alonso is your betting favorite at plus three hundred. Um, but I think I think you gotta keep an eye on Julio Rodriguez at Sneaky. home in Seattle. Sneaky. He's gonna have the fan support. Yeah, yeah. Could, could be a good pick there. Could be a good pick. So so the current line for the actual all star game, which takes place on July eleventh at eight PM Eastern. Uh, the American lead is favored by one and a half runs and the uh Minus one twenty-two. The under is set at seven and a half, or the line is set at seven and a half, which is really low. Um, obviously, you have like obviously top-tier pitching going against top-tier yeah. hitting. So, and I don't, I don't know historical trends on all-star game scoring, but you know when you look at baseball game scoring across like daily games, 
Yeah. You normally don't see lines any lower than seven and a half. So that's a pretty I, I think to take. you gotta think about like think about when you get in the playoffs, like the teams with the best pitching beat teams with the best hitting. Like that's generally right. how it goes. Like think about mm-hmm. like a Madison Bumgarner carrying a team. Yeah. Or I mean there's so many examples that the pitchers can shut down good hitters. So mm. I think that's why you say that line's a low. I don't know the historical trends either. That'd just be my guess. So yeah, going into uh, the lineups for this All-Star game, uh, I'm just going to go through the elected starters uh, in the American League. Uh, we got Jonah Heim, uh, we got Yandy Diaz, we got Marcus Semien, we got Josh uh, John, we got Corey Seager, we got Mike Trout, uh, Randy Orozarena, we got Aaron Judge, and we have Shohei Otani. Those are the elected starters. Uh, and then in the National League, we have Sean Murphy, we have Freddie Freeman, we have Luis Arise, we have uh, Nolan Arenado, we have Orlando Arcia, we have uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., we have Mookie Betts, we have Corbin Carroll, and we have J.D. Martinez. Those are your elected starters for the National League. Uh, obviously, some some incredible talent there. Shohei is going to be playing the the DH and and the pitching role as is he, he the does. Starting pitcher too. I believe he is the starting pitcher. That's nuts. <laughs> that's so cool. So that, I think Garrett Cole is right behind him. Uh, so so that's uh, going to be interesting there. Uh, just a little bit of All Star Game history. The American League has lost their last nine. Wow, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah. Pretty uh, nuts. Then the under has hit the majority of the time. There you go. Uh, and with the um, those uh, lineups that I just announced, Texas, the Texas Rangers, believe it or not, will become the first team in 47 years to have five position players start in the All-Star game. Can and you believe it? Playing like shit. <laughs> After the last two years, though, can you believe that they have this many players? Uh, that's great. Great for Texas fans. Yeah, but one yes, of the, one right. of the feel-good stories yeah. of the year, for sure, the Rangers. For sure. Uh, a kind of a miscellaneous uh, thing here. The 2023 Women's World Cup rosters have now been finalized, uh, obviously, Ooh, because sorry. there are so many names I will not be reading <laughs> the, the, the full rosters. Read, uh, read the whole roster for every <laughs> team in the World Cup. Go. <laughs> But if if you would like to to look that up, those are now finalized and announced. Uh, So, yeah, we'll be cheering for our women's team. Is is the U.S. the favorite? I honestly have no idea. I have not looked. uh, So I do not know currently. uh, I would guess so, but I actually don't know. Uh, Here we go. Here's a quick article for you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the U.S. is the favorite to win at 5-2. to Um, Nice. England has the second best odds, followed by Spain, Germany, and France. So, Very interesting. U.S. versus Europe for this World Cup. It sounds like it always is. It always is the way, the way it should be. Can you <laughs> yeah, imagine yeah. we get a U.S. England final? Oh wow! That would yeah. go, that'd actually, I oh, would. Yeah. I would watch. I would that. say some I things. Would, I would watch that. Uh, so we have two more segments. Uh, we are going to get into our hot takes segments. Uh, segment, excuse me, where we find uh, takes from from across the internet. These aren't our personal takes. These are takes that we've seen from across the internet, uh, and we just want to bring up on the podcast and kind of discuss if they have any merit or validity to them. Uh, and Robbie, you you uh, have three prepared. I'm going to come to you for the first one, my man. What what do you got here for hot takes? Yeah. So I was perusing the uh, Bleacher Report community sections. I just felt like there had to be some good content in there. I just really. <laughs> I don't like there had to be some good stuff. So the, the first one we have here is related to the NBA. Oh, um, someone just told me that if Steve Kerr was playing in today's NBA, he would lock up Steph Curry. That's a troll. Has to be. Ain't no way. Not buying it. Steve Kerr wasn't even like a, a good defender when he was playing. I, I'm, ju- I'm just reading the take for you, man. I just want to get y'all's thoughts on that. Um, this was the second sentence uh. of this is Jordan fans and their small brains need to be studied. So, <laughs> 
Steph Steph Curry is arguably the greatest offensive point guard of all time. (laughs) Steve Kerr. Kerr. Are you joking? Steve Kerr isn't even in the top like 500 of defense. Steve Kerr was a good, like a pretty decent like score when they needed him. But yeah, he wasn't out there locking anyone up. What are we talking about? I I thought that was funny though. I did appreciate uh, that one. I, I, I got a great one. Oh, right. I guess we're going to Ryan. That's terrible, Robbie. I hated that. Sorry. I just, I just got to get this in. This is coming from an NBA player's mouth himself. Um, oh, no. Which makes it even fucking Paul better. George? We're going to throw the mic down to Houston with our uh, the Rockets' newly acquired uh, forward, Dylan Brooks. Oh, Does he guard God. forward? Play the three? Guard, yeah, three. He, he, he plays the bum position. I, yeah. don't know what, I don't know what number that is. but Dylan Brooks, quote, I know every single night guys are thinking of me. It's in their mind before the game even starts. End quote. Probably think about how stupid that haircut is. Probably not not much other than that. I'm, I'm going to read that first part again. I know every single night That's... guys are thinking about me. That's Good awesome. for him, man. Yeah, Good I mean, for yeah. him. I, res- I respect it. It's, it's, it's something. It's a take. You gotta love the confidence, though, right? I mean, you you know, if you're gonna be a, if you're oh, gonna be a great, great player, you gotta be confident in your abilities. But that is that it's is a take for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I think I think Draymond probably does think about him just because Draymond yeah. likes to have beef with people. Yeah, so Draymond yeah, yeah. probably does actually think about him. But um, you're welcome, Connor. I thought you. I thought yeah, you yeah I, I really like that. Connor loved that one. Yeah. Um. So my, my first out of my three selections here. Here we go. Are you ready for this? NFL take, football take. Jordan Love will have a better year than Aaron Rodgers. No. Mm. No, there's, there's just no way. That's what he said, man. I, sure. Actually, I, my next one goes perfectly with this comment. Oh, okay. we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Any chance? I, I, think, I think Jordan Love is, might be a little better. No, I'm not even gonna say that. I don't think he's gonna be very good. I really don't. I just don't. Uh, I've seen nothing in Jordan Love that makes me think he's gonna be a good NFL starting quarterback. Wow. Well, all go. right. Yeah. I mean, and, and obviously Rodgers is older, but I, I still feel like you know the the man did win the MVP the, two years ago. And the the Jets have a good position players around him. Wide too. receivers. Let's not act like they are good wide receivers. They have Brees, Brees. Hall. Like. Yep. They they're a pretty good team, all and things considered. The Packers have the Jets um, would have made the pl- Christian Watson. Oh, Christian Watson. <laughs> Romeo Dubs. <laughs> Romeo. D- yeah. Um. Uh, don't I, forget Lazard. It, he's on the Jets. Don't, Lazard's on the Jets now. <laughs> oh, I, I I zoned out. I'm gonna keep it a stack. <laughs> um. I, I think the Jets probably make the playoffs last year if they don't have to start Zach Wilson and Joe okay. Flacco. Probably. Dude, oh come on! What's him? Flacco was playing well whenever he was put in the game. He was, but don't put Mike White on Joe Flacco. Mike, yeah, White? Mike White was kind of cheeks. Mike but like, White, he, he threw for four hundred yards in a game, though. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Flacco was kind of balling low um, key. Speaking speaking of your New York Jets, oh, God. This, is a, this is a take I saw. It's confirmed the Jets are officially winning the Super Bowl, and Brees Hall will be named Super Bowl MVP. Dude, what is with me? I was, I was meat riding Brees Hall a little bit earlier, but that's something. That's, that's a take. What is with, like, 
teams that get Aaron Rodgers and <laughs> become oh my god, they lose their minds. They lose their minds. They get they get on the perk thirties. Yeah, golly. Um, I, I oh, mean, he just got them all on ayahuasca. I'm if just they, out. I, I, I got one. Whatever. If we, the uh, Jets somehow that. get to the Super Bowl and the Jets somehow win the Super Bowl, Brees Hall winning the MVP isn't the most inconceivable thing in the world. Sure, to me. absolutely. Yeah, but we have to get to the Super Bowl first. Do 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 the Jets make the AFC Championship game? I don't think so. Personally, you're getting through the Bills, Chiefs, and yeah, and Bengals, Bengals, yeah, even the Dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins are pretty good. Yep, it's it's gonna be hard. I, that's for sure. Yikes! Yeah, I I don't love that I take. Be easy. Yeah, I uh, know, yeah, but I did I did like that. It's confirmed. By yeah, confirmed. confirmed. Go ahead, uh, Ryan. That's a good. I saw um, throwing it back to the NFL from a, a blog called. Uh, SB Nation. And they were talking about the hiring of Matt Patricia for the uh, Lions. And uh, they said, quote, Matt Patricia is the safest hire of the 2018 coaches. Ryan likes to go back in the, <laughs> the vault and pull stuff I, out. I just love seeing shit that aged like milk. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the Lions but, were horrible yeah. with Patricia. Yeah. They're still Don't recovering get- for how bad that was. Don't forget that he was also the Patriots offensive coordinator last year. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know Why? that. Why? Wow. Why? Yeah, no wonder their offense sucked. He's a fucking defensive coach. What do you mean he's the <laughs> offensive coordinator? It's ridiculous. Interesting take. Um, I, I feel like you guys brought just completely outrageous ones. Here's one that I don't think. I, my I just, last I one is a, my last one is my last one's a little bit more reasonable. This one is I don't know. This this, this might be a good discussion. Here's the take. My second take. Joe Burrow wins MVP this season. I I don't think that's an awful take. I think people meat ride him a bit, and that's like me being in Cincinnati. I think he's a little <laughs> overrated, personally. Okay. Personally. MVP but, is so hard to predict in the NFL, because I feel like a lot of times the stats are going to be really close together. So it's like, whose team has the best season? I yeah. think Josh Allen gets it this year. Okay. I think Josh Allen gets one. Yep. Does Jalen Hurts have another really good year and win one because he probably should have won one last year if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes going to get the might get the monkey off their back this year. Okay. Uh, I I mean yeah. I I think I don't know. I feel like this might not be Burrow's year. I I like I think it'll be good, but I honestly I would I would feel more comfortable saying that in like two years. And then I'll be like, yeah, I think especially if we see kind of like trending upward, but yeah. I think to Ryan's point, like the Bills are the definition of do. Like they're they've yeah. been really good now for a couple of years and like they're they're just due to do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Josh Allen is, can't win in the a, playoffs. Facts. I do there's, no, there's, there's nothing to prove you wrong if you say that. That's the Bills problem. fans can't can't suffer that much more. I mean you can't <laughs> go to four Super Bowls in a row and lose them all. Dude, no, that's and, ins- and not win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. Is that the most insane like sports thing of all time? Is going to four Super Bowls in a row and then losing every single one? In the NFL, it's definitely like golly, hysterical. I can't. I don't imagine. know if there's one comparable. Yeah, honestly. No. it's crazy. In a not row. just four either. Four in a, in a row. row. Right? That's the thing. In a <laughs> row is, is the yeah. kicker. It's there. a year. It's like yeah. no, I'm just gonna <laughs> kick you in the nuts once again. Uh, Robbie, was, that was a, that, that was just. Terrible. Um, <laughs> this is a college football take. Please. It's a college football take. Um, I don't think there should be rankings until week eight. Watch two months, grade performance and opponents, and then release the top twenty-five. 
I don't actually hate that. I thought I was gonna hate that from the from when you nope. first said that. Because I, like, I I always hate when like because Alabama fans do it too. But it's like oh we have this top twenty five win and it's over some team that in the season four and eight but were ranked number twenty one at one point in like week three. Yeah, it's like no, that doesn't count as a ranked win. The your ranked wins should be the teams that are ranked at the end of the year, not the teams that were ranked when you played them. Yeah, do you think this gets rid of that? Because by week eight, the top twenty five is pretty set. I might argue like, you we- have some changes. I might argue week eight's a little late. I maybe sure, would I say guess, six yeah. or maybe that. maybe like more towards the start of conference play. Yeah, like that would that would make me more comfortable. Four? Eight's a little but late, I, but I I do like that take because like a lot of the a lot of the times too. I mean, the, a lot of these teams, especially the Power Five teams, play these horrible opponents in like their first one to right. three games. And you shouldn't you shouldn't get ranked for that just because you started the year in the poll. Like you should be ranked based on yeah. what you've done. Especially when it comes to like, I, I think a lot of the times, it, if a committee is really struggling at the end of the year, and it, it's like a CFP discussion, right? And Alabama's played these three bums in the in, at the top of the season, and they've won forty eight to zero in every single game, and then we and then we start talking about like point differential. It's like okay, like they look at these three guys that they play compared to right. another team that might have played consistent, right. like consistently sure. good competition throughout the entire season. It's like yeah, no, I I, I like that. I, I would probably say week six. Uh, and obviously people would would get fussy about it and they would take an adjustment period kind of thing. Um, but I, I I like the concept and idea of it. I don't yeah. know how it would be implemented, but I do like that. I don't think they ever would, but I, yeah. do, I do like the idea of it. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, do you got one more for us? Oh, I do. It comes from Kendrick Perkins no. himself. Oh, no. <laughs> this, is, this is Big Perk's big list for off-season predictions before the old uh, NBA free agency got going. Mm. Top five that he had. Number one, Bradley Beal to the Celtics. Where? Where was that coming from, you fucking idiot? Didn't know how that was going to work, but he put it He put Eric, it down in ink and, and they, then tweeted oh, it. Go off, King. Yeah. I guess they would trade Jalen and then like give first-rounders, I guess. Second one, Van Fleet to the 76ers. Dude, my guy, my guy just really like took out... Like, is, is just... Perk 30. I mean, he, this man is... Third one! This happened. Where's the fucking sound one. effect? Where's, where's the sound effect? He oh, got one. Perk got one. Number three, Brooke Lopez resigned with the Bucks. Let's go. Oh, boy. That was what the a, top what a three take. take. What a hot Number take. Three. Number fucking three. He couldn't come up with anything. He's like, I gotta get at least one. I lo- I like I I have all the respect in the world for Brooke Lopez, but like, why are we talking about bro, him? Bro, his, his producer was really like, dude, you got to get at least one of these right. Like, you so can't Brooke just be Lopez. shit out there. Oh, well, and dude. then we get into number four, which I mean, you laughed hard at the first two. This is uh, James Harden to the Lakers. In what Did universe was James Harden going to be able to go to the Lakers? I mean, I mean, technically he still could, right? I mean, you know, yeah. yeah. So Perk, Perk wouldn't admit that he's Perk wrong about like, that yet. Yeah, he doesn't have to. He can, <laughs> he can still own that take for like <laughs> until so James Harden retires. Yeah. This thing is like, if you think about it, none of these takes are inherently wrong yet because he didn't say <laughs> when. He just <laughs> said that they would end up there. So we're don't, Robbie, don't, Perk, don't give him Perk, ideas, Robbie. Don't give him Perk ideas to say. Oh god! And number five, rounding it out, this beautiful, beautiful list is Draymond Green to the Phoenix Suns. Bro, him and KD would murder each other. I think. Yeah. I know they already played together, but I feel like now, like now, no chance. Oh, I, like okay. I, I didn't think I'm it was that insightful. Perkins' uh, Twitter account, 
every week for this. Whenever, whenever I predicted like the whole thing, whenever Draymond went in free agency and it was like, oh, I think he's going to take a pay cut and like resign with the Warriors. And I said that and I technically predicted it. I didn't really think that was that insightful. I thought that was a pretty obvious thing that was going to happen. And apparently yeah. I, I know more than, than Kendrick Perkins does. And you know, that's not hard. Yeah. They laid off all those other people. And they kept I know. Yeah. Yeah. Mighty dude. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Wild. Um, my like last walking L. <laughs> my last take, one that I agree with that I, I don't know, I don't think you'll agree with me, but one one that I actually agree with. Injuries aside, Kawhi Leonard is a top five NBA player. In- I am of this opinion. Is, you just can't do that, man. He's been hurt, but I every am. season like the past fucking four. I haven't seen him play in like three years. I've seen him play since the Raptors won the NBA Finals. What, what was that one? I'm actually trying to remember what was that one playoff series he hooped uh, against Dallas. He was good. There was one recent memory that he had like a crazy thirty, like a forty point game. I'm trying to remember who that was against. But yeah, I, I acknowledge that this it's a hard conversation to have. I just in terms of his play style, he's not he's not a play style where it's like a D Rose or it's like a Zion where it's obviously like or like a Vince Carter where it's like the older you get, the the more that your kind of your game is kind of going to suffer because of how you play. I think Kawhi Leonard has a relatively sustainable type of play to where that obviously he has some of those incredible plays whether whether it's dunks or blocks uh, that that are kind of incredible showcases of his athleticism and skill. But I feel like he has enough skill in other areas that aren't wouldn't be affected by age to where he consistently would stay in that top 10 conversation here's here's the here's the thing for you connor you mm-hmm. know what the best ability is go ahead it's available it's availability and he doesn't have that right now so was, I, I can't put him in my top five can i send you yeah. a beat that was a bar that was, damn <laughs> yeah let me, let me get on let me get on a track <laughs> yeah that's right oof um I mean, and granted, I've always been kind of a Kawhi Leonard fan, uh, and I've always held him in in the highest regard. And obviously, injuries have sucked. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I just think that when when I do see him play, it's just like, damn, I, I really think that the guy hasn't lost that much of a step. I just think I think he's still in that conversation. Maybe not top five right now. I think that's a little high right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Top ten, I I would be willing to have the argument. Uh, so I think it's interesting. Um. So yeah, uh, that is that, and then we're gonna Excellent move on take, to Excellent yeah, takes. absolutely great. We're gonna move on to our last segment of the day. We're continuing on with the bracket, Sports Cities. We're gonna finish out the rest of the first round here tonight. Right now, are we ready? Oh yeah. Number three seeded Chicago versus number thirty seeded New Orleans. Chicago. It's not even close, really. It's not even remotely close. You take the Cubs over Pelicans. Like the, what else? And I mean, the Saints. just talk about it. you got yeah Cubs, Bears, and Bulls, and you don't even mention the White Sox there. Mm. And that, I mean, those are three solid fan bases. Plus, and the you have Blackhawks and the Black Hawks. I completely forgot about the NHL call. fan base. Yep, good Easy. call. <laughs> and that's things like I know compared to the Cubs fan base, I don't think the White Sox get a lot of love, but they're a pretty like yeah. diehard fan base. Like Jesus actually, Christ. I'm thinking about the, the Chicago. Chicago is a juggernaut. Yeah, it is big time. Number three seed. I mean, they're up there. Yeah, they yeah. love their sports in Chicago. Yeah, uh, Chicago's going to move through. Uh, obviously, uh, we got a closer seeded matchup here for you. Number 19 seeded Pittsburgh versus number 14 seeded Houston. Oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. Even though they're yeah, lower than the Eagles. Quick. Um, 
Uh, I would I would agree with that. Steelers fans are awesome. Like yeah. they just they really get all the terrible Penguins fans. And, yep. and the fact that you can still be a Pirates fan is actually a miracle in itself. I, the Pirates Stadium is one of the nicest stadiums in the MLB too. It's on the river. It's a great look. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a great sports city. It, it, they're only seated that low because they only have three teams, right? right. Like that's the entire yeah, reason. Yeah. So. But like the Steelers are like one of the most fabled franchises in the NFL. Penguins have been good for decades, and yeah. Pirates are there. Oh. Yep. The, the pirate. The pirates have a pierogi race, which inherently just like knocks them up a little bit. Yeah, and we know the pierogi. We know one of. The pierogis. One of the, we know two of the pierogies. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, number eleven, Detroit. Versus number 22, St. Louis. Mm, that's a good one. I was going to say, I don't think it's overly close, and I think it's Detroit. <laughs> I was hoping Damn. to not move any of them through. Is that? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah that's, dude, this round's weird. I told you. I, I think, I think the, uh, the key here is that St. Louis literally lost its NFL team because yep. the fan support wasn't that's there. true. And yep. that's, that's pretty, it's pretty tough to come back. That's from. a good argument. And Lions fans, despite how bad the Lions have been, they're there, man. It's true. Yep. They're there. They're like, they're like Browns fans. They're there through the thick and thin. Yep. The Red Wings are they're, the they have fans. They yeah. do. They throw uh, they throw squids on the ice whenever they get a hat trick. They Ti- Tigers had fans when they were better. The Tigers have been really bad the last decade. Um, shout out Miggy. Yeah. Kind of, kind Same of with like the, the Pistons. Pistons have fans when they're good. They I don't think they yeah, have a lot. Detroit of is just fucking bad. Good mm. God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other than those, those the Red nuts. Wings. The Red Wings yeah. were the best NHL team probably 2000 through 2010, but like outside of that, like, no, they, like Detroit hasn't sniffed a semifinals in like 10 years. Yeah, since the Red Wings won the cup, probably. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Since the Tigers won the World Series, like 20. I don't, I don't know. The, the Red Wings might have made it further since the Tigers won the World Series. I don't know that for sure. What, in St. Louis, you have the Blues and the, Card- the Cardinals? The Cardinals show out. Far. The Cardinals, I would take over the Tigers. For sure. The Tigers advanced to the World Series in 2012. Wait, yeah. that's not right. That's not right because it was the Cardinals. Because it was the Rangers Cardinals. Rangers were 2010, 2011? Oh, I thought it was 2011, 2012. But yes, Detroit moving on through. You lose your NFL team in the last like 15 years. I don't, I don't think you get to get it out of the first round. Valid. Yeah. Looking at you, San Diego. Facts. Uh, number twenty-seven, Indianapolis. Uh, Robbie's adopted uh, city against number six seeded Washington D.C. Mm. Tough draw for Indy. That is, but is is D.C. Like, a is great it? sports town? It's is not. DC a great sports town. It's D- not. D.C.'s probably one of the weakest top ten seeds we have. For sure. Mm. Yeah. It's a six. No one gives seed. a shit about the Wizards. They love the Caps. Yeah. Um, they they love the Caps because they're good because they have Ovechkin. Yeah. Nationals. No one cares. No. <laughs> they cared when Strasburg got there, and then they're so bad. They, they haven't cared since. D- DC is is like Vegas. It was a lot less fun because it's all transplants, right? Like no one's from DC. You don't grow oh, up. God. Yeah, I'm a through yeah. and through Washington like DC sports fan, just like Vegas. But like the Vegas fans are cool, and the DC fans are not. Yep. I. I yeah. That's my take. I, I, I don't. So, I, I don't think Indy's a strong yeah. enough. St- I'm biased. I don't. I don't want to call this one, but I, I see where Ryan's headed, and I would agree. Yeah. DC. What? So what seed was Indy? Twenty-seven. 
because I, I only feel have like two the Pacers and the Colts. Yep. I'm about to say there's there are some two team cities around there that Strong. I think I would actually take over over DC. I just think Indy got a like tough draw. Yeah. Or right. uh, DC got an easy draw. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Indy Indy's such a college basketball town too. Yeah. Like you're all about State, Indiana yeah. or Purdue or Butler. Like that that's their sport is college basketball. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Washington DC. Moving on. Number seven, Philadelphia. Versus number 26, Kansas City. I mean, it hurts my soul, but we know what we have to do, Ryan. <laughs> it hurts me. Ah, fuck the Eagles. Yeah, fuck the Phillies. Yeah. I don't really have beef with the Flyers, but... They're yeah. bad. Yeah, they're not great. The Sixers, uh, I have no beef with the Sixers either. Trust the process. I truly despise people of Philadelphia. I mean, yeah. don't get Robbie started. He... he, he <laughs> He'll start yeah. monologuing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Kansas City with as a two again a two team city is a pretty good sports town. Like mm-hmm. the Chiefs Stadium is the loud second loudest in the NFL behind the Seahawks. I think so. They're right there. They're up. Arrowhead is up depends there. On, depends on the game. And obviously, the Royals have had periods recently where they were pretty good and had good fan support. I don't think people are into them right now because they're one of the worst teams in baseball. But the Chiefs fans, I mean, alone are really, really solid fans. Chiefs have some absolutely rabid fans right it's, now. It's cool, too. In Kansas City, the Chiefs and the Royals actually share a parking lot. So all the tailgating takes place in, like, that's one awesome. area of Kansas City, and it's just this giant parking lot around Arrowhead that's all just tailgating stuff. It's a really cool setup. Although Philly's actually the same way. So We have to move Philadelphia on, and I'm not we happy do. about it. I'm really yes. upset about it. I'm really upset about it. Philly moving on. Uh Robbie's hometown, 23-seeded Charlotte uh, versus number 10-seed Boston. Oh, that's not even... <laughs> that's a really bad matchup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that is a strong 10-seed. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Even though it's my hometown, like Charlotte's got to be one of the weaker two sports cities, yes. I think. <laughs> yeah. like, like, even though it is my hometown and like, they're my teams, like it's not a sports town. It's just not, especially not compared to maybe the sports town in Boston. Yeah. I, like, I'm trying to consider who Boston draws next round. Like, please don't want to get Philly. Not, oh, no, it's not. Even, yeah, that's they do. Indeed. No. It's for real. It's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's just, that might be the biggest blowout in the first round we've had so far. Legitimately. <laughs> that's, that's an awful draw. That's, for rough. Sure. that's, that's a really bad draw. Um, so we only have two more magical. This one's a lot quicker. <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, this one might be the most contentious one uh, of the, the, this round. Um, number 15, Atlanta versus number 18, the Tampa Bay area. I, here's, here's how I'll, here's how I'll phrase this to you. I don't right. know if you guys saw, but the Atlanta Braves are playing the Tampa Bay Rays this week yeah. in Tampa. This is true. And if you watch the game, you would have thought it was in a Braves home game. That is there were team. so many Braves fans there. It wasn't even close. I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. That, that, that you would have thought it was at Truist Field in Atlanta. It was yeah. so loud when the Braves were playing. I, f- that, I feel like I hear more from Bucks fans than I do from Falcons fans. I would agree with that. That's, that's yeah. going to be my next take as well. Falcons are bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's not. But not Fal- Falcons, fans, no, Falcons fans show out. They, yep. they care about their dirty birds down here. I just feel like I hear more but, from like uh, guys that have been fans of the Bucks for forty years, and like I've never heard of but, a Falcons fan. But, but I think United. Well, you're about the Hawks. Call. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Hawks. Mm-hmm. I think I think the thing is like Tampa Bay is carried by the Bucks. I don't think the I mean the Rays were really bad in attendance for a really long time. Yes. Until they started playing better. And the mm-hmm. Trop is one of the worst fields probably in major professional sports. Yeah. Yep. Gotta be up there. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't think the Bucks have enough to carry them past Tampa past Atlanta this round. I don't think I don't think it's there. Yeah. Bra- Braves are like top two or three yeah. fan bases in the MLB. Because the the Braves fan base is all of the Southeast. Pretty yeah. much, it is wild how you, like you have just a dearth of like MLB, mm-hmm. like like you don't have it, one in Nashville. It, you like I think I think Charlotte or Nashville will get one in the next expansion, but yeah, that's still to be determined. So lovely. Moving on, Atlanta in our last round. Or, excuse me, our last matchup of this round. Uh, unfortunately, one that probably isn't going to be super close. Uh, we have number thirty-one seeded Buffalo versus number two seeded Los Angeles. Man, do I just want to move the just bills? Just throw on. the bills through. Just the fucking bills. LA's man. Uh, LA's not a sports town. It's not. We're talking about a lot of teams. Yeah. They just have a lot of teams. They're not really a two seed. They just have so many teams. Correct. I think you have you have the Lakers. I don't know. And yeah. The Dodgers. That's and most of it is just meat riding the Lakers. Like, let's be honest. Yes. Like, Those things like they have they have so many teams. About, like, you think about fans. The Bills have got a lot of fucking fans. Like they and the give Sabres shit about too. the team. Yeah, the Sabres too. I, you have to move LA on. Like, but no, I don't. I don't. Oh. I want to move Buffalo on. I don't have to move on. You can't tell me what to do. I'm he moving Buffalo on because I think Buffalo is the best two two team city in the country. He's a menace. You did it. I I would move he Buffalo. The trigger, Ryan. Wow. Robbie, I, I hate the fucking Clippers. Let's go. Here's, here's here's how we have to think about LA, right? Is like yeah. no one's a fucking Clippers fan, no one is a Angels fan, you're a Dodgers fan. So you're really looking at the Lakers, the Dodgers, and the Kings, or the Kings, Ducks. I don't I don't think it really matters which one you want to go with there. Yeah. I, I got Buffalo. I don't know. I got Buffalo. I'm actually like in, inclined to believe even before your argument, I was in, I was kind of leaning that way just because of like Buffalo is so much more with the Bills, so much more of a sports town than LA is. Yeah. Like, there's just so much I, going on in LA. It's just yeah. like such a side thing. And granted, I I do hear a lot. You know, you hear a lot of the Lakers fans and whatever. I don't know. It's just like the Bill. I think the Bills are undisputed the best NFL fan base. Yeah. I, so I like my, the upset my here. Is, my roommate's actually from upstate New York, and he's like his family like was raised him an Eagles fan or whatever. But when the Bills are coming to town for the for the Bengals, he already has six dudes that he went to college with that are coming into town for that game. Yep. I believe it. They say, I don't give a fuck. There, it's like bills are bills are bust, and the Sabers. I mean, the Sabers are cool. Like, you know, obviously hockey's big in upstate New York, but somehow that NFL team just dominates the whole region. Are the thirty-one is the thirty-one seeded yeah. Buffalo going through over the yeah. number two seeded Los Angeles? St. Peter's, St. Peter's upset. I guess it is. I guess Buffalo is moving on. And we have a finalized second round uh, that we will be revisiting in our next episode. Unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for today. Gentlemen, would one of you please sign us out? Absolutely. For myself and Ryan and Connor, thank you for listening to this fantastic episode. Go follow us on all social media at Bros and the Berg. Um, Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Please gamble responsibly.